Welcome to Roll for Persuasion. I am your host, Andrew Richardson. It's great to have you guys joining us today. As always, if you want to get involved with me or the show uh, on the internet outside of podcast time, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Handle is Roll, number four persuasion on both of those. Make sure you check us out. Love chatting with people on there. Um, If you think you might be a great guest on the show, reach out. I love finding people in the community, um, chatting with them and getting them on the show. So definitely hit us up. Also, if you have a chance, make sure you go to iTunes and leave us a nice review. Heck, you don't even have to write a review. You can just hit the the five star there and uh, I will not complain. This show is all about talking with awesome creators in the D&D space. Um, I like to say that I look for people who have been impacted, influenced, or inspired by Dungeons & Dragons, by the game, and it's led them to or helped them with doing something creative, doing something awesome, stepping beyond just the table, and, uh, and doing something cool. And today we have an awesome guest uh, who definitely does some very cool stuff. Anthony, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. So Anthony, for those of you who don't know, um, is the owner, operator, main dude for Talent and Claw. You guys make all sorts of awesome uh, custom wooden gaming gear, right? What what all do you guys kind of produce in a nutshell? Um, our main uh, product that we offer is custom Dungeon Master screens um, made from wood, uh, obviously. And then we have our just regular dice vaults. And then we came up with the Dual Hex Hero Vault that's been kind of a, a big hit and just continuing to grow to whatever helps games more fun and more organized. That's awesome. And, and definitely um, go check them out on social. What is your, uh, what are your social handles? Uh, Twitter is at TalonClaw2 and Instagram is Talon.and.claw. And also, if, if you Google, I checked this before, before, if you Google, they pop right up. So um, definitely go check it out because some of the stuff you make, and we'll dive really deep into the to the woodworking here in a minute, but um, I think you recently just made like a live edge DM screen that just looks awesome. So if I, I would definitely say if you guys are interested um, in checking out just some really cool craftsmanship, definitely see what they've got going on. Um, there is some cool, cool stuff coming out of their shop. So man... What what is your uh, what's your background with D and D? How long have you been uh, playing this game? I'm actually kind of a a noob when it comes to D and D. I've only been playing about a year. Um, my girlfriend's friends are avid players, and, and we wanted to spend more time with them. And so we just got into the the D and D world. Um, did our first campaign, which was like a homebrew uh, setting, um, and then we kind of started our own play group at home. Um, where it's me, my daughter, my girlfriend, and then we have four new players that we brought into the game. So we're all kind of learning and playing and just having a good time. That's awesome. So what was kind of your your first impression? Most of the people I've talked to so far um, have been playing for a long time. I've been playing for about three years, uh, so still fairly new myself. But a lot of people I've talked to have been playing for you know a decade, two decades, like forever. So as, as a fairly new player, what was kind of your first impression? What did, what did you think going in? Were you kind of, were you all in? Did you think it was going to be great? Um, what was kind of your mindset? And then after that first session, what did you think about the game? Um, I, I tend to jump head first into everything I do and kind of get excited and, and just, you know, see what it's all about. So with D&D, it was really exciting. Like, oh man, we're going to create a character. And I was Googling like, oh, what characters are cool? What kind of races are there what kind of abilities and 
you know, it was really, it was really fun, and it still is today. Um, I like character creation, and I really love, I love the game because it's tailored to anybody, really. Um, I have a 12-year-old daughter. She's super into it. Oh, that's awesome. And so, so to have that father-daughter time where we're painting minis together or creating backstories and, you know, her always like, can we just play D and D? You know, the whole Stranger Things quote. She loves that, and so it's to me, it's a big aspect of getting people together and just having a good time. And whether that's D and D, it really allows for storytelling. People to get together, hang out for hours. You know, most mostly technology put aside and just having fun. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's one of my favorite things to tell people. It's what I love about D&D is that it really is, as far as I found, one of the best avenues for storytelling out there. Um, and it really let, lets anyone, even people who maybe don't consider themselves creative or writers or whatever, like I, I've played with a lot of people who seem to have like found their creative space playing the game. Like They've found a moment um, or a way that they can use their character to express themselves in a way maybe they haven't before in their lives. And so, it, it, like you said, it's an awesome way to bring people together, um, you know, just get people at the table and, uh, you know, anything can happen, right? Right. <clears throat> so are you still playing your uh, your original character or are you uh, what you got going on character-wise? Um, no, so that, that campaign kind of fizzled out um, due to being adults and life getting busy and conflicting schedules. I a think D&D game that, that fizzled out because people were busy? That's a new one. That's a first. <laughs> right. So so that, Variks was my first character. He was a dragonborn barbarian. Um, probably typical first character. Um, but this campaign, we're doing Curse of Strahd at our house. We do it pretty religiously every Saturday for four or five hours. Um, I'm playing a dragonborn ranger who's also... He just got his Gloomstalker archetype, so very nice. He's kind of he's kind of fun in the setting, and he's kind of like the quiet assassin that just comes in and deals with with things. So he's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm looking forward to leveling him up and and going after Strahd. Definitely, that that's one of the, I haven't played it yet, and I've had to work very hard not to just read it because I'm super curious about that adventure. <laughs> so I'm gonna see if I can talk our, our DM into running it at some point. So, what point for you did uh, did playing the game shift over and and really become involved in woodworking? I, I assume you've, based on the quality of what you do, I assume that you're not new to woodworking. No, so um, it's it's kind of a cool story. Um, I ran a custom furniture business for about four years, and I really just kind of got burnt out on it because competing with Walmart and all the big stores that can provide furniture for cheap that's the mindset people wanted and so I really didn't make a whole lot versus the quality of work that I was doing so it just became really stressful and you know I don't I don't like a whole lot of stress in life to where you know if it's not having fun or providing joy then I try to get rid of it so I quit that um, and then I went and just did construction got a regular job for a while and our first my girlfriend's friend she was the dm and she was like well her birthday's coming up we should make her a dm screen um and so i was like well what's what's that you know that was before we even played with them right um so i did some research and stuff like that and so i just i just made this first one and i 
we gave it to her and she loved it and she's like you could you could sell these you know there's a pretty big market for them i'm like is there and so um you know i created an etsy we came up with the name talent and claw uh which is a great a name it's a really fantastic name so the story behind our name is i'm a gryffindor my daughter's a hufflepuff and my girlfriend's a ravenclaw so all of those three have talons and or claws so it's kind of a, a cool way to put us all into the name for sure in a geeky kind of way <clears throat> and so on on etsy did you find right away people were responding to what you were doing uh you started with dm screens you said uh yeah so i posted those and then in february i posted them and we only sold a couple you know and um i'm like this is kind of cool because i still had my regular job and then the next month we did kind of more and i was like wow these are these are a nice little side thing because it I still had the love for woodworking, so the DM screens was a way to get in the garage and still kind of craft something. Um, so I wasn't looking at it as a money standpoint. It was just a pure, you know, I can make something cool that might make somebody's game better. And then the construction company I worked for, they just up and closed one day, and so I lost my job. Oh, geez. At a moment's notice, um, and it was a it was like two or three weeks before I had to leave for Army Reserves um, for my summer training, and then so I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to find anything. I'll just hustle town and claw and just kind of build a presence. And ever since then, it's just every month has grown. I'm interacting with more people on Twitter. I've become really good friends with people on there, um, and I just love this sense of community that the D and D community brings. Um, you know, I saw that you had Smuggler's Coffee on, you know, I yeah, talk with yeah. him on a regular, regular basis. His coffee is amazing. Um, I think you, uh, you, know, you, you did a screen for him, right? With like his logo and everything on it. Yeah, I did a, a custom black walnut screen for him. So you'll see that floating around on his, uh, pages and everything. And it's kind of a, it's a cool world of like networking because I made a screen for him and then, uh, he went out to LA for Founders and Legends and he played a game with uh, Tyler, the DM for Dragon Coast Adventure Guide. Which and is so fantastic. I, I literally, I tweeted about that like last night. I tuned in for the first, uh, you guys definitely check that out. Um, just a, a stellar actual play. Yeah, and I mean, it, his quality and his DMing and the way he describes things, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And so he actually is the one that has the live edge DM screen. Which is, which is, I, I mean, it, it looks, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a woodworking geek um, myself, not quite to your scale, but uh, I don't know. I just, that's why I love seeing you put these new things up. Cause I'm like, Oh look, he took that piece of wood and just made this like beautiful raw organic thing. And that's really what I like about your work too, is um, there's, there's like a bit of heft, a bit of weight to it. Um, you know, you, you do, you do this kind of top banding on, on the top edges that I think looks really fantastic. So um, how, how did you kind of like settle on your style, if you will, as far as like the pieces that you're making, or, or do you kind of go into everything with kind of a fresh idea? I just, I don't, I, I go into it with like a fresh idea. Um, obviously there's a lot of inspiration out there and pictures and what everybody else is doing. Like, I mean, a dice vault's a dice vault, you know, sure. there's only so many ways to spin it, but you know, a lot of times I'll just be walking around the store and I'll be like, Ooh, that would be cool. Or what if I did this and this? And, um, 
I just kind of just go with my creative side and a lot of my furniture design and kind of my style has transformed into my style of gaming accessories which is kind of cool because it's like it's almost like my signature sure. I don't know if a lot of people are going to notice that but it, as a personal thing I noticed that I have my own style that rustic kind of I don't know old-timey feel to it right right it's it, like I said it's got a real um weight to it not necessarily physically but just it look it's it, I don't know it looks uh visceral is not the right word just, you know what guys go on go online and look and I, th- I think you'll get it when you look at the pictures of what he makes um so what is you know let, let's get a little little wood shop nerdy for a second what uh do you have any favorite woods that you like to work with um black walnut's one of my favorites um just because of the beauty and the variant um every piece is very unique um i really like bubinga a lot of people don't know about it but mm-hmm. it's it's an african hardwood and it's my it's my daughter's nickname <laughs> That's uh, awesome. i call her i call her bubinga um and yeah i mean i'm really going fond of wenge and i like to when i go because i go pick out every piece myself sure and i mean it takes it takes me three hours i have to drive <laughs> an hour and then spend an hour in the shop just looking at everything and then the hour drive home um but i really like finding the unique pieces the live edge pieces that they have and i say well i can cut this this way and and this grain would be cool. So I really like that aspect of what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, so I've made, uh, I don't know, five or six dice trays now. So, not, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. But the first one I made was with uh, Bloodwood, which I just picked because I'm like, oh, it looks cool. Um, not realizing kind of what a pain in the ass it would be to work with. It's such like a dense wood. And so I was like, man, I'm just going to give up on this. But then my next one was Black Walnut. And I was like, oh, this is great to work with. Um, I've done a lot with Peruvian Walnut lately. Um so yeah, just such a it's such a different feeling making something with your hands, right? And then uh, right. being able to give that to someone else or use it at the table. Um, there's just a there's just a different feeling of of using something crafted like that versus you know n- nothing wrong with getting like a felt tray or something online or just something off cheap off Amazon, but having that kind of thing, um, you know, that it almost feels living, right? To really hold it in your hands. I mean, like with bloodwood, especially bloodwood, purple heart those woods are very meticulous to work with and a lot of like behind the scenes is that sometimes you have to throw a lot of projects away because they they don't work the way you want them to and everything is a mystery um and so bloodwood and purple heart are kind of they're gorgeous but they they always provide a challenge so those are special pieces because i you spend more time kind of like okay i got to be careful right right so, and, and this is a purely selfish question for me because I've been, I've been working on some dice faults. So, um, how do you cut out like, so the hexagons, right? How do you cut those out? Do you have a special, do you have a special bit? Like, like what gets you that nice hexagon shape for the, uh, for the dice? So we have a CNC machine okay. and that That's was kind of a, uh, it was a, when I was making furniture, I always wanted to get a CNC machine, but it never really, it never really presented itself in the budget for the company. Sure. Um, but so when I first started Town & Claw, all, all my sales, because I had a regular job, just went into a, a slush fund, so to speak. And, you know, I, that was my goal is I'm going to make enough so I can get it myself a CNC machine. At that point, it was all 
selfish and just for personal reasons to have one because it's a cool it's a cool toy right right and then so we were able to get one and then i started making dice vaults um and then it's kind of coming up with different different designs i mean i think we're the only ones that really have the hexagon cutouts i know i know there's other people out there that have it but you know in the streamline straight vault and the dual hex vault was is kind of a fun creation that we made yeah the dual hex vault in particular um is pretty cool unless you have kind of two two full sets of 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 dice on either side with your your hero in the middle um definitely a cool piece so what has been um what has been the biggest challenge for you starting starting something new because um, it's always tricky, right? Especially when you're when you're you know kind of striking out financially and into you know uncharted waters. Um, what have been some challenges maybe that you've had to overcome as you've been a uh, you know starting up Talent and Claw? Um, I think the biggest challenge is finding finding a way to get word out that you're you exist. So everybody sure. has to know that Talent and Claw is a thing. Um, so on. So on Instagram, that was a little slow. That was big for my furniture company was Instagram and Facebook. Um, but then I ventured off in Twitter land or the Twitterverse as they call it. Um, and I found way more personal connections and, you know, more friendships and more of a following on that platform. So that was a challenge. Um, and I'm kind of a dreamer. So I guess the, the biggest challenge is wanting to be you know, further down the road, like, I really want to go to like Gen Con, I really want to go to to Gary Con, you know, with our stuff and um, just show people the quality of it and, and to meet people. You know, that's a big thing for me is I don't, if you make a good product and you treat your customers right, the business is going to take care of itself, essentially. But my biggest goal is to meet people to actually play with our stuff or have the same interest as me. You know, because I like playing the game. I like going to game stores and, you know, seeing people get together is a big deal for me. I really like that. And I think our society kind of strays away from that. But within the D&D community, there's a lot of people to get together. Big conventions are a thing. And, and that really just makes my heart happy, I guess. Yeah, it's kind so of take... Oh, sorry, go ahead. That so that So that's been a big challenge, too, is finding a way as one guy primarily to get bigger for the sake of, you know, being able to go out and meet people and to go to conventions and show the world what we have to offer. Yeah. It's kind of taking what we were talking about, about the game itself, the the community, the bringing people together. Um, and, and like you said, using, using, yeah, what's a product, but a product to to build that community, right? To engage, like you right. said, with the people who are using it to um, to elevate people's experiences too. You know, to really to really bring them into what's happening at the table, um, and, that, and that's awesome. And that all circles back to to one of the reasons I wanted to to start this show in particular is that um, you know D and D lets you create so much, not just at the table, but outside of it to bring everyone in and, and really enhance that feeling of togetherness and community. Um, and and so that's that's awesome. So so what uh so what do you have on the horizon? You know, you're saying it would be great to go to Gen Con, great to go to Gary Con. Um, you're a bit of a dreamer. What else is kind of you know out there that you're like, man, I'd like to start making that, or I'd like to go do that, or what would kind of be the uh, what are some of the big dreams right now? Oh, 
Um, big dreams. I, I really like making the DM screens. Um, I like coming up with new designs. Like we just came out with the Siege, you know, kind of the gate. I was really happy with that. And I was just, you know, that idea came to be just in a hardware, hardware aisle at Lowe's. It was like, what if I cut these and I put these brackets on here? And so I was pretty happy with that. Um, so I think just developing new designs for the DM screens and new dice vaults. Um, I've got one that I'm planning. I'm going to call it like the dragon scale or something like that. And it's going to be like wood shims on a screen that kind of represent dragon scales. Very so I got cool. that idea playing in my head. Um, but as far as conventions and stuff like that, I may stay local up here in the Seattle area. You may hit up like Emerald City next year, um, the Rose City Comic Con next year. And I, I'm trying to see if I can get down to Gary Con just to go as a, as a player. Sure. You know, because a lot of people that I interact with, uh, GM Travis on Twitter and Smuggler's Coffee, they're all going. So it'd be cool to just go and, you know, maybe take business cards and, and just get my name out that way before I, you know, bringing a lot of product that far across country as a one-man sure. show would be really hard. You like roll in <laughs> with like six suitcases just full of <laughs> full of DM screens. Right. So, so that's kind of my goals, and I just wherever it takes me, I guess. I mean, it's it's solely based on who we make things for and what people need, what people want. Um, you know, as a player of the game, you can kind of see like, oh, it'd be cool if I had this or, um, you know, so that, that may be cool. And uh, also, we may be planning a Kickstarter soon to do wooden dice. Okay, okay. But that's still, that's still in the works and in the process. So I, I think it'd be really cool to, to have those. Well, the best thing about dice is you literally cannot have too many. So it's like an always-in-demand product, right? Like, like I, I don't think I know a single player that you put some cool dice in front of them and they're not like, oh, man, I'd really like those dice. <laughs> so right. so that, that would be awesome, especially wooden dice. I actually have a set um, coming in here in the next week or two I'm pretty pumped about. So I will definitely be keeping an eye out in case that uh, that comes to fruition. That'll be pretty cool. So jumping back uh, a, as a player, um, what you know i think a lot of people have that kind of like dream game that they'd love to play right like they'd love to play with chris perkins or they'd love to play with you know people they know on twitter uh do you have something like that do you have like a dm that you're like man i would love to play in a game run by this person or i'd love to play with you know this person as a character um i i mean big league i would love to play with joe Meganello. i mean sure with archon that would be that'd be really cool um but really, I like to keep things simple, you know, like me and Smuggler's Coffee and GM Travis, we've all talked about, you know, running a game at GaryCon or somewhere close to that area. And that would be, you know, as cheesy as it would sound, that would be a dream come true because it would be, you know, friends that I made over the Internet actually coming together and, and having fun, you know, whether yeah. it's one day, two days, you know, for a weekend, you know, that would be really fun. And then meet other people yeah yeah from our from our interview with smugglers coffee um i've now made it a life goal to somehow get to his shop and play in his uh his barrel room that he talks about because let me tell you nothing sounds better than playing D D in a room full of like 
bourbon barrels and coffee beans like that. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like the uh, the manly bed, bath and beyond or, or bath and body works. Right. You just walk in coffee, bourbon, beer like that. That sounds fantastic. He uh, he sent me some of his wine barrel lids and I made him that dice vault um, on his Instagram and mine, too. Um, but, yeah, just milling that wood up, it smelled so, so good. And I'm like, man, I can only imagine what his roasting room, barrel room smells like. For sure, for sure. Well, like you said, maybe someday we'll all, uh, we'll all find a way to, to meet up and play a game. That would be pretty great. But cool, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you, uh, you jumping on with me. Um, anything, make, you know what, go ahead and call out your, uh, your, your social again just so, so people can remember where to find you. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at TalonClaw2, and then Instagram is Talon.and.claw, and Facebook, you can search Talon and Claw, and we'll pop up. And all of your awesome products are available on your Etsy shop, which are linked on your social. So um, players, DMs, if, if you're out there looking for some for some awesome product and you want to support a creator in the community, definitely go check them out. Um, man, it's been great talking with you. I appreciate it. Let's let's definitely do it again. Uh, anytime you have something cool come up, make sure to let me know, and we'll uh, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Already sounds good. I appreciate it, man. As always, you can find us on our social role number four persuasion. Please make sure to go give us a follow, hit us up, send a message. Always glad to talk with you guys. Um, until next time, I'm Andrew. This has been Roll for Persuasion, and you guys have a great day.